This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It's Wednesday night, August 25th, 2021. Another episode of AEW Dynamite in the book. So you know what that means. It's a brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Paul Zartman. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, Well, we've got some uh, storms moving into the area. And uh, interested to see if that causes any effect with us as we deliver another great episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Because, you know, I'm here. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's a good night. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about with AW. We got dynamite tonight to discuss. And of course we haven't talked or recorded since the big debut, the return after seven and a half years, CM Punk returns to the wrestling world, makes his debut to AW Friday night. It was the first dance. It was rampage. It was that sold out United center. Told you he was coming, Paul. Oh Yeah. I uh, I doubted it, but uh, I had uh, prior engagements Friday night, so I avoided my phone as much as possible. So um, I was at a concert, and like at nine fifty nine, I stopped taking pictures because I was like, somebody's going to tweet something that's going to set off my notification, and I'm going to go to swipe it off, and it's going to give it away. So I avoided uh, using my phone, and uh, I actually used my wife's phone to get home. Just Smart because uh, I, I wanted to avoid as much as I could and walked in the door, kicked my shoes off, turned the TV on and uh, got to my DVR and hit play. Smart man, so, because uh, CM Punk took over not only the social media world, but just the world by storming. Everybody was talking about it. Sports Illustrated, ESPN, mainstream media, anybody who loves wrestling, who's interested in wrestling. It was what a night for pro wrestling. What a night for AEW. Um, man, that was just awesome. I just thought it was so well done from the production, from the announcing, letting the fans have their moment, uh, Punk's whole promo. I just, I just thought it was great. Yep the uh, the giveaway for me, and I'm sure everybody, because I've seen the uh, the Tony Khan pre-show uh, little video where everybody's making fun of him because of how excited he was, but he's a wrestling fan. Let him have his moment. Um, but yeah, the dead giveaway, once dynamite started and the announced team went silent, the chance started and the lights started flickering back and forth between red and white. I said, cult of personality is going to hit. 
And aren't you glad they went with my suggestion? He's not my suggestion, but my <laughs> prediction. My prediction last week that Punk would lead off Rampage instead Absolutely. of wait to the end. Absolutely, because I think everything else. I mean, everything else kind of faded into the background as is anyway, because it was CM Punk. It was still a great show um, overall. But yeah, I think if they would have waited till you know even that thirty minute mark the matches wouldn't have mattered up to that point because all you would have been able to hear the entire time was CM Punk. Yeah. The crowd was so hot. I mean, those chants were just echoing down right when the, right when the telecast came on uh, TNT live and uh, yeah, it was just awesome just to see him back, see the emotion on his face, see the emotion in the crowd. And for everybody that's ripping that guy that was shown crying, come on, get a life. Yeah. I mean, he's being passionate about something he loves. You know, he's connecting with the story, with the character. That's great. I mean, um, and you know, the thing I got to say about it is who's not to say this guy's going through an extremely rough patch. You know, maybe he went to this event in hopes of something, but this might've been the highlight of his life for right now. I mean, you know, he could be going through a divorce, a death, anything. We don't know that guy's story. So the emotions got the best of him. So what? Yep. I think every true punk fan got a little choked up. It was it was just fun to see him back. I mean, I, I had my doubts earlier this year, so I, I don't. I was skeptical that he'd ever come back, and here he is. Yep, here back, he is. Back, he's gonna be feuding with Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, uh, definitely a good show on Rampage. Definitely a great promo. I like the fact that it was he got down in the pipe bomb position, but not for long. Right. As just to kind of say, you know. I can still do it, but we're not gonna. I mean, he broke two websites. He broke shopaw.com and Pro Wrestling Tees, to which Pro Wrestling Tees announced today they now have a queue system from now on, so that won't happen. So kind of like when you're trying to get tickets to a big event, you get placed in a queue, kind of a waiting line. They have that now. Hmm. So to not have that happen again in the future. Well, uh, he, he's already sold the most T-shirts in pro wrestling T's history. That was in four days. Yeah, he was what was previously previously the skull and crossbones, the fallen soldier, bullet club shirt. That was seven years worth of T-shirt yeah. sales. He just beat in four days. Yeah, the man has broke the internet. Let's yep. just admit Let- it. I mean, we haven't stopped talking CM Punk since Friday oh. night, and here it is Wednesday night, and we got more CM Punk to talk about when we're recapping the show. So. Yep. And, and so, uh, go right ahead. I said, let's dive right into it. I'll, I'll let you let's lead off it. there, Paul. So we start off Dynamite with, uh, oh, coming up on the show, we'll get this, 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 and this. A uh, little disappointed that they said up in a few minutes a sub- couple different times for upcoming uh, segments that were a lot later on in the show than a few minutes later. <laughs> but, hey, you know, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. we start off the night with... Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. We start off with the most devastating kicks in pro wrestling history versus the delete chant uh, back and forth for a while. Um, They finally start getting into it. Hardy ends up grabbing all the dollar bills and putting them back in his pocket after he had ripped out the dollar bills, trying to pull off the whole Orange Cassidy hand in pocket routine. Um, There was a side effect on the outside Saw lots of uh, kicks, body slams, elbow drops, covers, 
It was back and forth. Uh, Hardy went for a Splash Mountain Powerbomb, got a two count off of that. Hardy went for the Twist of Fate. Cassidy reversed and tosses Hardy out to the floor. He then hits a suicide dive, tosses Matt back into the ring. Cassidy heads to the top rope, lands a big splash, twisting DDT, cover, one, two, kick out. It uh, goes back and forth a little bit further. Uh, Cassidy goes to hit the Twist of Fate. Matt Hardy reverses it goes for uh his submission uh which is the name's spacing out right now in my head so he went for his new submission move that i'm not familiar with at all um cassidy then hits uh the orange punch and or goes for the orange punch cassidy finally fights out of the submission move does a sit down pin with his hands in his pockets for the victory Got to mention that uh, Matt Hardy did get busted open during this match. Looks like his nose got hit pretty hard at one point. That's what I was going to say. Another Matt Hardy incident where he gets busted open a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. This match didn't do a whole lot for me. I, I'm not into this feud. Yeah. Um, I know that both guys need to be involved in something, so that's kind of why I threw him in there. But I don't know. It's just so different to where Orange Cassie was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a year ago he was taking on um, Chris Jericho in a heck of a feud, and then now he's taking on Matt Hardy. I uh, I can't get behind it. Yeah, it's just I I'm just not too invested in the storyline. I mean, I I had a feeling Orange Cassidy would win. I mean, and that's who should win. Yes, the match between these two, but uh, it was an okay opener. It was what it was. I know a lot of people on Twitter did like it. I just. Just one of those feuds that's just not for me right now. But uh, we do have a question here on YouTube, Paul. Okay. From Renee, will Akira Shida wrestle again in the future on Dynamite or Rampage? Uh, I think so. Um, I think they're trying to do what they've done with a lot of the female talent, build them up on um, Elevation or Dark, and then eventually bring them over to TV. Um I'm not sure why I think because she lost the championship. It's not necessarily a punishment per se, but uh, it's kind of what they've been doing with everybody who drops a title. You go to dark and dark elevation for a while, and then you come back to TV. Yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i surprised we haven't really seen her much since she dropped the title to Brit at Double yeah. or Nothing. Uh, she is up again in the rankings. Uh, she tweeted it out today. She is currently 22-9. and nine for her overall record. So now Riho, I know we haven't seen her on TV cause I know she had COVID at one point and I think she was struggling with her recovery from that. If I'm not mistaken, I think I read that somewhere. Okay. So that's why we haven't seen her back on TV since double or nothing when she had the pre-show match or the buy-in match against Serena Deeb. So. Okay. Uh, up next, we get a little promo from Malachi Black says he agrees with Arn that Brock Anderson is in over his head tonight. Black says Brock should wait for the bell, roll out of the ring and take the loss. Brock is going to then say, I'm sorry. Black says Brock can then go to the back and talk to his dad about all of this. He continues. If this goes any different, he's going to take out Brock and anyone associated with the nightmare family. Good promo. Um, oh, yeah. Alistair's. <laughs> Alistair's. <laughs> there we go. I knew I was going to do that tonight. Malachi. It's still going to take me a while. Malachi Black. He's good on the mic. 
you know, the previous company he was in WWE, a lot of times they just had him kind of, especially towards the end of his run, sit back in the closet and wait for people to come knock on his door and fight. So yeah, um, never understood that segment, but nope. AEW letting him get a little more creative with his, uh, promos and i like it um doesn't have to say too much it's perfect exactly and he gets to call out basically whoever he wants whenever he wants and right now it looks like he just wants to take out the nightmare family one by one his character's got that scary dimension to it and very dangerous um very believable yep uh up next judas hits we actually get to hear it this week (laughs) Uh, not just from the fans either Chris Jericho heads to the ring, talks about it's been an amazing week in pro wrestling. Everybody's been celebrating all week long from Friday night to Wednesday night. Everybody except him. He can't get over his loss to MJF. It was not only the third time he had lost to MJF, but he had tapped out. Jericho says it's been bothering him so much that he's lost sleep and always strives to stay on top. He says it's driving him crazy that he can't beat MJF. He says this is going to keep on going and will keep on going after MJF until this comes to an end. Jericho then proposes a match at All Out for one final match, at which point he says that uh, MJF, come on out if you're back there, and MJF does not. Jericho says if he can't beat MJF, maybe he doesn't belong in AEW any longer. So the proposal for the match is one-on-one at All Out. If Jericho loses, he becomes a commentator and does not wrestle in AEW ever again. Eventually, MJF hears this and says, okay, now I'm going to go out there with his MJF3 Jerablo Zero shirt on. (laughs) Which was great. Um, It's those little things. I mean, you don't have to make this whole big dramatic thing about it. It's not rocket science. And I got to say, for his age, MJF has it locked down. Uh, He knows how to be a heel. He is incredible. He says that uh, he's beaten Jericho three times already, and he promised himself he would never do it again. He says no matter how cool it is to say you've beaten Jericho three times to end Jericho, would be legendary he says you want the match you got it mjf says jericho should really consider this since he's already lost three times and he says i'm better than you and you know it yeah i got mixed feelings about this i'm not huge on yet another time these two going at me is the fourth time like you said we've seen it three times already mjf's beat him three times and i'm really split on what should happen i mean part of me thinks mjf shouldn't lose to jericho because he's beat him three times He's only lost to Moxley one on one. I believe. I don't think he's lost to anybody else one on one. No, I think he's only got the one loss on his record as a singles competitor. Yeah, and um, so I don't. I don't think he should lose to Jericho. But at the same time, I don't know if it's time yet for Jericho to fully retire and go to commentary. I don't know. Well, I'm just. It's. I'm, I've got mixed feelings. Well, I do know that uh, Fozzie really takes off right after All Out. I but mean, you look got at the a few dates, shows ahead of time, and you look at the tour dates. There's no Wednesdays. I or know very few Wednesdays. So I know which would open up for commentary if they are shooting Dark or Elevation prior or post Dynamite, like they Rampage post Dynamite most weeks. Besides when they're live, like this week, Rampage going on right now in Milwaukee. Yeah, I know. So, I know. Lucky folks yeah. get to have all the spoilers for two days. They get to sit on it. 
Which, if people out there, I see a lot of people complaining about spoilers. If you don't want it, spoilers, don't read the dirt sheets and don't get on social media. If exactly. you're going to get on any of those, you're probably going to find out spoilers. It just is what it is nowadays. Yep. And I mean, you can get on Twitter and still not. I mean, most of the time, if it's an AEW tweet, it says dynamite or rampage within the first five words of the tweet most of the mm-hmm. time. So, or, you know, at the very end. So if you're scrolling through and you catch rampage, just keep scrolling on by. And I know we'll make our all out predictions on next Wednesday's episode, but what right now, what do you think should happen in that match? The final fight as it's being built as. Honestly, MJF needs to win this. Yeah. There, it would make no sense to have Jericho lose uh, or Jericho win. Um, I think it just needs to continue to go that way. MJF wins. Jericho retires, goes back to um, co- or goes to commentary because, see, remember, the forbidden doors open. And True. Jericho said only in AEW. He did. So if he goes to Impact or New Japan, he can still wrestle as an AEW talent. He's not wrestling within AEW. Yeah, that's it's true. It's Chris Jericho. He's going to find a loophole somewhere somehow. That's true. And and I think his contract is coming up actually at the start of 2022. So I guess there is always those rumors he could go back to WWE and finish off his career if he yeah. really wanted to, which I don't know. I don't know if he would do that or not, but I don't think so at this point. It'll be interesting to see uh, see what happens in this match. That that stipulation does have me more intrigued than if it was just a regular match between these guys for the fourth time. Yeah, if it was one-on-one, you know. Like, I was hoping the final labor, if Jericho won, it'd be a match at All Out, which would then lead to this stipulation of, right. if I lose, my career's done. Right. I was hoping MJF would present that, but at least we still got it. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so we'll see next week. Um, it's interesting because I kind of feel like the inner circle is not a thing anymore. No, no. Of course, uh, we'll talk about some uh, inner circle news coming up in yep. a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Yep. Uh, up next, we get a backstage segment with the Varsity Blondes as they get ready for their tournament match. Griff Garrison says they are family and they get the Jurassic Express as the most athletic athletic tag team in AEW tonight pillman jr i don't know about that i don't know about that i I, they're athletic but the bucks are athletic and i would say top flight is the most athletic tag team in AEW. well yeah but top flight's not a thing right now (laughs) right but they're still a tag team so but he did say in AEW tonight so okay Okay. So maybe you know there's that that little that little leeway there. You know, I'd say the Lucha Brothers are more athletic than Jurassic Express, but yeah, you let's know, go. yeah. But, I mean, Jurassic Express is fine. So. They're trying to get heat. So what do you I expect? Know. I know. Uh, Pillman Jr. says his bond with Garrison is tight, and they will win tonight to face the champs at All Out. And then it's time for the Lucha Bros with Alex Aberhantes versus the Varsity Blondes with Julia Hart, who is no relation to the Hart family. Nope. I have to say that because it's spelled the exact same way. They didn't even change that. Sure. I, I feel like they wanted people to think because of the fact that Brett did reveal a title, maybe there is something in the works with the Hart family. Or she could be related but to Jimmy Hart. She could. She could. Not for the she South. I don't either because I don't think her real last name's Hart. But Probably not. I like 
Julia Hart as the character, though. No, so she's good. She fits perfectly with the the, the blondes. blondes yeah. Yep. It goes with their whole varsity gimmick. Yep. Which took me a while to get used to, but I'm I'm okay it with fit, it. Now. It fits both of them pretty well. Yeah. For now, bunch of high school jocks is what it yep. looks like. So. Yep. And hey, they fit the roles. So. Yep. Uh, the Young Bucks head out to the stage to check out the match. Garrison and Phoenix get things going. A lot of back and forth. I mean, I was extremely impressed with Varsity Blondes tonight. I figured I, this would be five minutes one way or the other. I missed Ray Phoenix, Paul. Missed yes. Ray Phoenix. It's been a while since I'd seen him in action yeah, on know. Dynamite. And, uh, man, he's electric. Oh, so good to see him and the pops too did you happen to catch any of the pops when phoenix was hitting big moves yeah i mean the crowd knows i mean he's electrifying he's yes arguably the best high flyer in professional wrestling yeah yeah agreed uh lots of back and forth phoenix hits an assisted suicide dive to the outside on both uh pillman jr and uh garrison uh, I keep wanting to say Jungle Boy because, you know, I watch too much BTE and Sammy's vlog. But, hey, you know, uh, we had back in the ring. Pillman's able to get a deep stack on Phoenix, cover for a two. Garrison with a springboard elbow strike cover. Penta breaks it up. Penta with a super kick to Garrison, then eats a punch. Phoenix and Penta with super kicks to Pillman, then stereo super kicks. The assisted package pile driver on Pillman, cover one, two, three. Yeah, I was honestly a little surprised by the finish. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the Lucha Brothers are the more the stronger team of the two, but uh, they've been giving the Bonds a little bit of push lately. But now we get the Lucha Brothers against Jurassic Express Friday night at Rampage, and the winner will face the Bucks at All Out in a cage match. We've mentioned, you know, the, the cage match is one style of match we haven't seen the Lucha Bros and the Bucks in. We've seen them in the... Uh, um, Ladder match, I know it had a different name at the time, but I can't think of what the name was. Right. Uh, at, the, at the first all out, we, we saw them, we've seen them in regular tag matches. I don't really want to see that again, even though it's always great. They have great hit chemistry together. I want to see Jurassic Express against the Bucks again in a rematch from last week's Dynamite. And I think that's where the storyline's headed. I think, I think Jurassic Express will get the win Friday night at Rampage and we'll get that rematch in the cage at all out. Yeah. And, Here's what confuses me, though. Lucha Bros are number three. Varsity Blondes are number one in the ranking. But they lost tonight, so they're out of the Eliminator Tournament. But what will that do for their uh, rankings? Or is that why they lost tonight to set up them as the number one contenders against whoever wins at All Out? Could be. I bet they fall a little bit in the rankings, stay in the top five, got to work their way up a little bit. Um, And depending on what happens at All Out... Um, uh, I mean, if we have a title change, then your tag team title holders are is a face team, so yep. they probably have to go against a heel team. Yeah, most likely. Uh, Post match, Jurassic Express climbs into the ring to shake hands with their opponent. We get the Sierra Miero back and forth as we always do with Penta. Um, the Young Bucks jump in, shove. Jurassic Express into the Lucha Bros in an attempt to get them to feud. Didn't work. They turned their attention to the Young Bucks. Uh, Matt and Nick bail out pretty quickly. They get kicked off the apron, though. Phoenix and Jungle Boy 
with dual suicide dives onto the champs. And then Phoenix and Jungle Boy kind of shared a moment there, which kind of surprised me. Let's be honest. They were all running for Marco stunt. <laughs> Everybody was attempting to hit Marco. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Marco, man. I just want to see Alex just take out Marco on Friday night. I know you do too, probably yep. more than I do. Yep. I just want to see Alex standing ringside and Marco jump up there or something and Alex just take him out. I'd be all for it. <laughs> we get a uh, quick promo by Andrade on Pac. He says on September 5th, they will find out who's the be- who the better wrestler is. That match is going show. I'm saying right now. It's been, it's been a unique build. Maybe not the best build, but that match in the ring will steal a show on um, September 5th. Yeah. And, you know, we go back to uh, the Kenny Omega Christian Cage thing. I don't think that's going to be our main event. I think Punk Darby is going to be our main event. I think it's got to be in Chicago. Because, I mean, even if it opens the show, nobody's going to care about the rest of the show. No, it's, 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 I mean, uh, I, they will, but you know what I mean. It, it's a bigger match to me than the world title match. It the is. Kenny, Kenny Christian match, which would be crazy thinking that'd be two pay per views in a row that Kenny defends the title and it's not in the main event. That'd be two out of yeah. the three pay per views he's been the champion and it's not the main event. Exactly. But I'm thinking back last year, Moxley. Um, well, the only pay-per-view that he won the main event was double or nothing stadium stampede all the right. rest where he was the, he was the main event. So, okay. It's then announced that AEW women's world champion, Britt Baker will take on Chris Statlander at all out for the AEW women's world championship. Yeah. Statlander getting that opportunity. Finally, she was out for many, many months to that injury. So she's worked her way back up into the rankings. So good, good for her. Um, Tough for me to see her taking the strap off of Brett Baker, though. Yeah, she is undefeated since her return, though. That's true. So, I don't know if you make her eat her first loss at all out or not. Yeah, I think you do. I I sadly agree, but I'd love to see it on Chris. And we'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. Because it's time for Jamie Hayter with Britt Baker and Rebel against Red Velvet. This threw me off. It wasn't in the 930 time slot. I know. I was sitting there, and it was about a couple minutes into it, and I went, wait a minute. It's it not little, 930. It was actually not even 9 yet. It was a little before I know. 9 o'clock. It's quarter till 9 is when this match started. Uh, Red Velvet gets right after Hayter with her speed. Velvet with a drop kick doesn't seem to affect Hayter. Jamie lands big forearms and sends Velvet hard into the corner. Low bridge by Velvet. Hater lands on her feet, but Velvet hammers her with a suicide dive. Uh, back and forth action throughout this match. Uh, we went to picture in picture a little later than the announced team said, but it, eventually it got there. Um, Baker whips Velvet into the ring post and then the barricade while Hater gets the ref's attention. And then we finally went to picture and picture that the announced team said was going to happen like a yeah, minute before then. Yeah, yep. uh, during the commercial break, Hater had all the momentum. We come back from commercial break and it just continues. Uh, I give Velvet a lot of props. She hit a good couple of clotheslines. Uh, Velvet got a face buster. Baker got up on the apron. Velvet pops her off. Hater avoids a move from Velvet. Hits a backbreaker over her knee. 
into a huge lariat, a cover, one, two, three. Yeah, all, my big takeaway from this match towards the end, that standing reverse moonsault that uh, Red Velvet tried to do and missed, I don't know if it was a planned miss or just a complete botch. At first, I thought it was just a complete botch. It looked yeah. really messed up. It looked bad, to be honest. Um, but but um, Jamie Hayter was impressive. She's built like a brick house. Um, I like her being kind of the the heater for Britt Baker. I like that, especially why Rebels on the injured reserve mm-hmm. kind of. Um, again. Again, poor, poor, poor gal can't catch a break. But uh, no, I thought I thought it was fine for what it is. Um, I mean, it was a yeah. Now didn't steal the show in my opinion, but it was it was a fine women's match. And you know, right after this, actually, it was in the midst of the match. It was during the commercial break. I saw something on Twitter. I want to get your input on this. Okay. What if Ruby shows up at All Out? Haters actually working for Ruby and turns on Brit. Interesting. Interesting scenario. I don't think they'll go in that direction, but it's definitely. I don't either. But yeah, that was. I saw that and I was like, you know, I hadn't thought of that at all. I mean, Britt said she had people watching her back. I thought of Ruby immediately. Never thought of Jamie. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a little bit of an interesting twist on things. And I don't think it's going to happen, but it's interesting. For, for the longest time, I thought Ruby was going to be an entrant in the uh, Battle Royale. Maybe the Joker. It'd make a lot of sense. But yeah. her video with that ticket says Orlando to NYC. I'm thinking Arthur Ashe Grand Slam. To where she shows up September 22nd. Okay. Interesting tidbit early on in the show, and I forgot to bring this up. And uh, that kind of reminded me as they were talking about some upcoming shows for AEW and they were in debuting towns. They also didn't address it as debuting in towns. They said with three huge debuts. They didn't say debut shows. They said debuts. Hmm. Is that kind of a slip on Excalibur's part? I think he just botches words. Okay. I would think so. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I know he botched words a few times a night. Hey, he's trying his best. He's no, got he's, a, he's doing he's, good. He's he's good. He's he's very good. He's just sometimes commentators have a little off night once in a while. JR. So kind of a off night for him <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh but no, I, I'm if it is a lead up to three huge debuts, I think we kind of know a couple of them. No, so. I think I think we are going to get three debuts here in the next few months, at yep. least three. Yeah, uh, I mean, post- we got to we got we got to remind ourselves the one round of cuts, the first round of cuts in WWE, their contracts are coming up. Their ninety days are up next week. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I only know because I was wondering if, uh, as we were talking about the main event, if somebody would be debuting who had been teased previously, and he currently has eight thirty one twenty one as his uh, cover photo on Twitter. You talking about so, Matthews? Yep. Red but of rumor, course, I've also seen that he's going to Impact this right, Thursday. Right, I was gonna say Scott the Moore kind of teased that he's going to Impact, so we'll see. We will yeah. see. Uh, post-match, Baker and Hater stomp away on Velvet, outruns Statlander, punches and kicks Rebel and Hater out of the ring. Statlander looks for a move on Baker, but she fights out of it and runs to the floor. Statlander grabs the title and holds up the title, and it looked good on her. 
Yes, it did. Um, Babyface standing there with the title. Classic, classic move there. Um, I don't mean to get on a tangent or anything or off topic too much, but we're talking Brett Baker, and it just reminds me of our boyfriend, Adam Cole. Um, you know, his contract is actually, a lot of people thought it was up after Sunday night after takeover. It actually expires this Friday. Okay. According so. to Fightful. According to Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful. So, so and we I'm- shall see. I believe the guy. He's been oh, pretty he's, accurate yeah. on everything so far. In Wrestling uh, Inc. reported it as well. So, yeah. so we shall see. Does he show up in AEW or does he re-sign with WWE and go to the main roster? Because it does sound like his NXT days are done. Yeah, it sounds that way. Of course, I've seen um, that uh, basically he's waiting on the right contract. He's seen contracts from both WWE and AEW. And I think he's just kind of looking at his options going, all right, which one's going to be the best one for me? I know we both want him in AEW, but um, yes. Yeah. But, I think, I think the only way he would sign with WWE is if he can get a bunch of guaranteed money and a no cut clause. Exactly. At this point, anybody who signs with WWE yeah. got to go for taking that. No cut clause. I'm taking a chance. Got a few comments here from, uh, on YouTube from channel of punk. I wonder who his favorite wrestler is. Uh, hey, not a clue. <laughs> says, hey guys. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us. Tuning in tonight. What did you think about punk tonight? Well, we're punk? actually just getting ready to talk about that. Uh, first we'll talk about very quickly, uh, a backstage segment with dark order, uh, as the, Dark Order continues to implode. Um, Evil Uno says something to Reynolds about, you know, go back behind Silver, be Silver Shadow where you belong. And Reynolds says, you know what, I'm over this just because the number one's in your name doesn't mean you're the leader of the Dark Order. Which raises a lot of questions for me. Like, a lot of questions. Because this is the first time in a year that we've... um, had any talk of a leader in dark order. Yeah. I, I just think it's part of the story. I think eventually hangman comes up back and, and, and they all reunite and, and are friends again and big family, but uh, it, it does make for a compelling storyline. Um, I thought the dark order was getting a little dry. So I do like this wrinkle in it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Channel Punk says, my previous name was TMS underscore FN. We spoke the night before Rampage, and if CM Punk would return, I recently changed it. I thought okay. I thought that might be the case. Okay. Well, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again this week. Um, yeah, so we kind of get some clips from last week's or Friday night's return of CM Punk on Rampage, and then we go to probably the man who gets more camera time than anybody in the company, Tony Schiavone inside the ring. (laughs) And that's the truth. And uh, he introduces the best in the world, CM Punk as cult of personality hits and the crowd goes wild. Once again, another big pop Uh, punk gets on his knees again and he acts like he's going to do his clobbering time, but he kind of says not just yet. Yep. So uh, that thought that was cool. He uh, comes down to the ring Still bunch of CM Punk chants. Tony asks him, you know, if you could give one reason why you came to AEW, what would it be? Punk goes, I can't hear you, Tony. <laughs> and at that moment, if you questioned 
if these scripts were written or not. That blew that out of the water. No, he's right having fun. He's having fun. You know, I read a lot of details from uh, Fightful Select about his appearance on uh, Rampage. The only thing he was instructed was to promote the Darby match at some point in the segment. All the rest was 100% him the other night. Yes, and uh, same way with tonight. He came out, delivered one heck of a promo. As usual, Punk still got those mic skills. If you questioned it on Friday night, he answered if he still got them. Uh, Punk says he's no longer the voice of the voiceless, as there are people in the back listening to the fans. He says Darby Allen's the main reason he wants to come back, but he was asking himself, can CM Punk still go? Is he still the best in the world? And if the answer is yes, then it was with Darby Allen. But before we got to that, after he asked the questions, we got a uh, pretty interesting chant from the crowd. Getting a yes chant from the crowd. And I was wondering if Punk was going to acknowledge it. And boy, did he. Oh, yeah. That's someone else's stick. And uh, you guys might have to wait a little bit longer for that. He's coming then. I mean, that's side sealed and delivered. Now it's just as you got to show up at all outages, you got to show up at Arthur Ashe for the Grand Slam, which a lot of people think that's where Brian Danielson is going to show. I got to get used to that. Brian Danielson's going to show. Yep. And will he acknowledge the yes chance when he comes in, or will he kind of do like everybody else and go, "Nah, that's dead." Or will and will he have the same uh, theme, theme music that he had with WWE? Because that's, I believe, I saw him that one. It's kind of like uh, Cult of Personality. It's one out there that other people can use. Yeah, I really hope he changes it up. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Could go to the final countdown. Use that he in ROH. He could back when he was uh, the American Dragon. Yep. Um, but yeah, the crowd pops pretty loudly when he says, "You know, you just got to have a little bit more patience." Punk is looking to prove the haters wrong and then finishes by saying hi to his wife and says, uh, April, I love you. Blows her a kiss. And uh, that's that. Yeah, for another fun pro- promo. Probably my favorite thing of tonight's show, to be honest. Uh, just good to see Punk back. Good to see him making his Dynamite debut. So my question becomes, if we're going off of the whole... Well, Brian Danielson has been confirmed, which we already are like 90% sure he was before mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're at about 95 now. Yeah. Is AJ coming? This is twice he's mentioned his wife. I know. I just I haven't heard anything about her wanting to get back into wrestling. So No. And I mean, the most she's tweeted about this, at least before tonight, was you break the internet, boo-boo. Yep. She did put someone on her Instagram today about Britt Baker. That got okay. the internet going a little bit. So okay. it was a, a microbrawler of Britt Baker and microbrawler of CM Punk. Okay. I, uh, I'm i terrible about keeping up with Instagram. I'm finally getting used to keeping up with Twitter. So now I got to adjust to adding Instagram to that too. We, we got a few comments here from a channel punk. He said, I got to say, guys, and I'm surprised I'm saying it again. I love wrestling again, and I love AEW. I've missed so much, but better late than never. I think you're not the only one saying that. I think AEW got a whole new audience of Friday night that probably tuned in to Dynamite tonight. Absolutely. Uh, they even kind of referenced that throughout the uh, beginning of the show. Said, you know, if it's the first time you're joining us since Friday night, thank you so much. We're glad to have you here. Yep. And you're in for a great surprise and a great show. Uh, Channel Punk also says, remember when Randy Orton used this fire burns? 
Do you remember yep. that? Yep. Good song. And he also says, I think AJ is coming as April Brooks or April Mendez. I could see. I don't think she'll stay with the AJ gimmick, whether it be AJ Lee, AJ Mendez, whatever. I think AJ is gone, and I think it'll be April. Punk called her by April. The fans are going to start realizing that that's actually her name. I, I think most of them already knew that. They're, they're pretty well, smart fans. Yeah, but a lot of people still, you know, recognize AJ Lee off of faster than they would April Jean Mendez. Yeah, I, I I agree, but I I I just think the AEW fan base is so bright to I don't know, the non kayfabe stuff. Yeah, kayfabe died with the age of the internet. Yes, it did. I hate yes, to it break did. it to yep. you, but, <laughs> yeah. but n- another fun promo from Punk. Um, really looking forward to his match against Darby. Yeah, uh, we get a who, who, and I know we're making our predictions next week, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, who do you think should win that match? And I know you think I might be crazy for asking. I'm a punk mark. Yep. But it's been seven and a half years. That's my point. I mean, I, he is but it's Chicago and he is the best in the world. Exactly. So if it were anybody else, I'd say Darby wins that match, but it's punk and it's in Chicago. I mean, everybody who returns wins their first match. And the fact that it's in Chicago would make it even more special. Like Channel Punk is saying, Punk has to win first match back in Chicago. I, I'll wait for my predictions next week. But, yeah, it's good. it's going to be interesting. I mean, that does add a wrinkle to the match, definitely, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but and I, and I don't think Punk's going to be scared to let talent go over. That's why he, no. he wants to work with all the young talent. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's one thing I didn't bring up earlier when he was talking. We were talking about his return on Rampage. The first thing he's in the ring after seven and a half years. The first thing he mentions is, "Boy, you make a make a guy know how to feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh." Mm-hmm. Gets Britt Baker over right away. I mean, oh, boom. absolutely, awesome. absolutely. It, I guess got, Britt, Britt was taken aback by that too. Yeah, because she had no clue, and literally, he said, "I just knew I wanted to put her over." Yeah. So he wasn't even sure what he was going to say until he walked out there, which even he said, I have no clue what I'm going to say. Yeah. So, and, and I do want to say, Paul, I was kind of close with the I'm back thing with the, with the Michael Jordan. He did get that in there, but that of course wasn't all he said. Like I thought maybe it would be. (laughs) Yeah. I really enjoyed the whole uh, April 13th or August 13th, 2005. I left professional wrestling. Yep. August 20th, 2021, on back. And a lot of people took that as he was just not even acknowledging his time in WWE. I didn't take it that way. I took it. He was saying he was in sports entertainment there. Yes. Yeah. And even he mentioned it, you know, indirectly. He said, uh, I left for somewhere that I wasn't going to fit in. I knew I wasn't going to fit in. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be hard for me, but I had to get out of the company that made me sick. I couldn't get healthy staying there. Right. He was acknowledging WWE without saying WWE. Right. right. I right. think he can get away with saying ROH because it's CM Punk and he kind of helped put ROH on the map to a lot of people. Which did you see Booker T's comments about? about his I did promo? Not. Booker T said he thought CM Punk uh, missed the promo. Thought he did not hit it out of the park. He thought he thought he wow. gave too much attention to WWE. 
by saying what he did, which Twitter then exploded going against Booker T, which I think Booker T's way off with his criticism, but Booker T's a WWE homer, and a lot of times I don't agree with what he says. So Yeah. He's definitely one of Vince's boys that will defend WWE no matter what. Which is funny because if it wasn't for WCW taking shots at WWE, Booker T wouldn't be who he is. So Exactly. WCW helped Booker T, and WCW did the same thing. Got a few more comments here from Channel of Punk. Uh, they can't lose with Punk. It would lose his momentum because even though WWE has new fans, CM Punk now has new fans with AEW. But he does think Darby will beat him at some point, but his first match can't be a loss, surely. And he said he also uh, took it at the sports entertainment, too, because he put so much emphasis on professional wrestling. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And uh, I think uh, I think he's going to lose to Darby at some point. This isn't going to be a one-and-done match. Um, maybe he loses the second match to Darby, and then we get the rubber match. So, uh, and where Darby will probably win that one too. So, and, and you know, he's got to get great ovations next week. We got dynamite rampage and all out all in Chicago next week, but he's got to get great ovations wherever he goes, at least mm-hmm. for a long time. So now that he is officially all elite, Paul, what are five, who are five opponents you're dying to see CM Punk face in AEW? MJF. Uh, that's a no brainer. That would be, Fantastic. Best in the world versus I'm better than you, and you know it. Give him a mic, let him go at it. Um, I don't know. I I didn't put much thought past that. So, uh, Hangman, I'd like that'd to see fun. him take on Hangman. Uh, that, I think that'd be a good match. Um, I'll go as far as saying somebody like, oh, I don't know, Jungle Boy, one on one. That'd be fun. Kenny Omega. Oh, that's that's one up there for me. That's would be amazing. And you're gonna think this one's strange, but I think it's how they bury the hatchet, Colt Cabana. I would love if if they were willing to do that, I'd love that. I don't know. I still don't know where their relationship is. I don't either. Uh I wanna see him either embrace or have a feud when he's done with Darby. I want to see the Dark Order kind of fall apart for a while. Colt come out and say, look, Punk, we've got some things to discuss. They get into a little bit of a feud, and at the end of the feud, they embrace, say it's all forgiven. They're back to friends again. It'd be interesting if they did. I, I just, I really don't know. I, I I don't know if they've put water under the bridge or not. I don't even know if they can be in the same locker know. room with all the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Channel of Punk says his list would be one Kenny Omega, two MGF, three Darby, four Jungle Boy, five. I know it's a classic Chris Jericho. I Jericho's another one. Him and Punk weren't getting along as, as far as a few years ago, but I think maybe they've mended things up a little bit. Because at least Jericho yeah. acknowledged Punk making his return to uh, pro wrestling the other night on Instagram. So, Right. Uh, one I definitely want to see um, that I didn't see on there. Uh, I like to see Punk and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be fun. Or Punk and Malachi Black. Uh, eventually. I think they'd be a tag team before they're against I, each I, other. I think that'd be fun. I mean, they both have trained. They both train together with, with kickboxing. Yeah, they were even today training up in Milwaukee. Uh, I think that'd be fun. And, and Brian Danielson. I know they've done that before, but they're, they're different guys now. It's been a long time. I know they have history in WWE, but... 
it'd be fun to um, kind of renew that in AEW. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we shift gears back to tonight's Dynamite, Miro cut a promo about how God backs him because he is the Redeemer. He wants Eddie Kingston, says he has forgiven Fuego del Sol for his sins and that Eddie Kingston is the true sinner and he will burn everything to the ground. Yeah, I mean, this Eddie Kingston Miro feud's kind of random, but Miro does need an opponent to defend his title at all, at all out, and I'm all for it. I mean, the Chicago crowd will be behind both these guys. They like them both, um, but it's just kind of random. I got to say, this Miro is kind of random. I mean, we had the best man Miro, and then we had the monster Miro that you wanted, and now we're kind of in this I'm God's favorite. Champion. Yeah. God's favorite, which, which I like the promise he's delivering with it. So. I do, too. This is probably my favorite version of Miro since his debut in the other company. So are we going to see CJ James soon? Or CJ Perry? Ooh. Another reference. And if you want, if you go back and watch that promo, there's somebody standing. You can see their reflection in the belt. And I don't think it's the cameraman. It's not the right angle to be the cameraman. So somebody's there that he was locked eyes with. I think it's CJ. Yeah, I think um I think that'd make a lot of sense if she came in, but but AEW's gotta be careful too. They can't sign everybody. They already got such they got a good problem on their hands right now. They got such a loaded roster. We're starting to see people slip. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't put everybody on TV, so you got to start picking and choosing. You can't sign everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think we've kind of gone over the last few that we really want to see join. And after that, just be done for a while. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I've said it on air. I think I said it off air. I didn't really want to see Bray Wyatt in AW, even though I like Bray Wyatt. But now reports sound like he is going to come to AW. Uh, yeah. And I'm still confused. Somebody says he was in the crowd, but that was not him. I didn't think look so. Look at the arm. Look at the tattoos. That was not him. It looked too thin. Yeah, it wasn't him. I mean, I'm not There's trying to say Bray's bigger than he actually nah, is. But yeah, I didn't think so. so there was but... a guy on Facebook that said, I sit next to that guy at the event. That was not Bray Wyatt. So. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. And my thought was, you know, even when they brought Adam Cole over just for Britt's match as a fan, he was like second or third row. Why would they put Bray all the way up there? Right. It makes no sense. Right. So uh, next we get a uh, six-man tag match. Uh, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen with Sting, of course, against... Uh, what are they calling themselves? The wingmen. The wingmen. Yep. Ryan Nemeth, Cesar Benone, and JD Drake, along with Peter Avalon, who doesn't fit with these guys at all. No, and, and to be honest, I didn't even see much of this match. I was kind of preoccupied with something. That I did see the ending with Darby hitting the coffin drop and getting the one, two, three. You knew who was going to win. Um, it's just yeah. interesting. We've we've all of a sudden seen this trio team of Eddie Mox and Darby now, three straight shows. Yeah, um, which is a fun little team, fun little group. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This match didn't do anything for me. The thing that caught my attention more than anything is the fact that Sting was going one on one with Cesar Benone during the match. That's not Sting. That's not something Sting normally does. 
he normally is just there to go, okay, you know what, quit fighting, quit interfering, things like that. This was different. So I'm excited to see if this is going to take a turn. Uh, but yeah, Punk hits the, or Punk, <laughs> Punk Jr., Darby hits the coffin drop, cover one, two, three, post-match. Daniel Garcia blindsides Allen. Sting gets in the ring. Garcia heads up to the stage. Uh, apparently, nobody told Moxley this was going to happen as it looked like Moxley was sharing a beer with somebody in the crowd. <laughs> Ed took the beer with him into the ring. Yeah, Mox does whatever he wants. He doesn't care. I like this Mox. I just, I'm just i saying it right now. He gives no Fs. He doesn't care. Exactly. He's a little bit beefier than he was when yeah, he left. Yeah. And I'm loving it. He doesn't care. Up uh, next, we get uh, the announcement of the Women's Casino Battle Royale at uh, All Out on the buy-in. Current participants, Julia Hart, Big Swole, The Bunny, Thunder Rosa, Red Velvet, Ty Conte, Penelope Ford, and Diamante. And, of course, Nyla Rose was up front on that. I forgot Diamante worked for AEW. Yep. Um, she does a lot of dark matches and elevation matches. Um because Eva Elise doesn't work for AW anymore, so that's why yeah. you kind of forget about her. Well, that and she kind of changed up her look since they split and one member got kicked out of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a little bit interesting. Uh, and they said it will be twenty one women. I forgot we had twenty one women in AEW. Got a lot. I mean, they keep adding more and more. Yeah, so, I mean, I knew we were up close to 15, but I didn't realize we had passed 21 at this point. Yeah, I mean, Le- Layla Hirsch, having talked about her tonight, she's taken yeah. on uh, Camille and Empower this weekend for the NWA women's title. So, Which she's not going to win. No. And that's not know, a knock against Layla. That's just... Uh, Camille's powerhouse, and they kind of already... On Busted Open, they kind of, I think, accidentally gave away the finish, pretty much saying that she's going to have another match the next night. So, Yeah. And Rick Flair is going to be on night two of Empower mm-hmm. NWA. That's going to be pretty cool. Rick Flair going yeah. back home to NWA. Yes. Um, next, uh, we see Alex Marvez for the first time tonight talking with Ty Conte about the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, the bunny walks up and says, I can't believe you're still with the Dark Order. Look at those guys falling apart. Come be part of the family at the Hardy family office the hfo whatever that is no you're right it's it's the worst and hands her a contract conte rips it up says no buddy slaps her and the two start to brawl and then are separated uh saw charlie made it into dynamite again this week briefly those two are gonna face that headband those two are gonna face off at a rampage friday so yes uh up next Probably your favorite part of the night. Dax Harwood shows up on our screen to give us an update on Cash Wheeler. Says his injury is still healing up as nerves still aren't firing up quite right. The two won another match, though. Wheeler steps in and says they won't stop until they get their pound of flesh. Yeah, we're going to get next week the rematch. I'm excited. I hope I hope Cash is all right. I mean, that's very scary that the nerves aren't yeah. firing completely in his hand. He's got to give it a go, but... Uh, um, I'm just glad to see these guys still go steaming together at least one more time. Uh, they kind of had uh, me speculating that their <laughs> top guys out, but he, but Cash or uh, Dax Harwood does that a lot of times when he's when he's signing off on his tweets. He puts top guys out, but just the timing and the and the two photos was kind of cryptic. 
Yeah, and the fact that there were no other tweets prior right. to that. It's not like he was doing a run of them and then said, oh, I'm out of here. Right, so uh, uh, looking forward to this match next week. Should be fun. Yeah. Uh, up next, Kenny Omega, Don Callis, Brandon Cutler, and I don't care what they're calling him. It's Michael Nakazawa. Head to the ring. Tony goes to talk, but as usual, Callis cuts him off. I don't know why Tony just doesn't go, here's the microphone. I'm not <laughs> yeah. even going to talk to yeah. you. Yeah. Especially since those two can't stand each other. Uh, <laughs> um, I lost my spot. Sorry. Callis takes the mic away, says they're going to take down Christian Cage once and for all. Cage comes out to the stage with the mic, throws up a video showing off old footage of Christian working for Callis in Canada back in the day. Christian was apparently brought in and quickly let go by Callis. Christian again calls him a carny piece of... <clears throat> Omega talks some trash. Callis ended up taking a very young Omega under his wing since he was family. Christian can't believe Omega is still even bothering with someone like Callis. Don is getting mad, asks someone to hold his scarf. He takes off his jacket and tells Christian at all out. He'll be what he's been his whole career. Second best. Christian shoves Callis, but gets cold spray in his face by Cutler. They jump Christian, but out comes the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian, with a weapon of some sort, and the group runs off. I got to say, there was another little stab in there. These guys are getting pretty good about sneaking little things in there. You think you know me? Mm. <laughs> yep. Right before Callus calls him second best, and right after Edge didn't use that at SummerSlam this weekend. Yep, use the, use the brood theme that then turned into his... Eventually, yes. Uh, ...normal theme, so... Yeah. Yeah, they're they're good at putting little Easter eggs in there and, and little little stabs here and there. Yes. That's that's the elite's way. Yep. Uh, backstage. Well, first I gotta ask you, what did you think of the segment? It was all right. It just feels like the same thing every week with these guys anymore. Yeah. Um, the Coldplay thing is getting terrible. I mean, Christian had to lean into that. He moved into the spray. Yeah, it's I don't know. Um I don't know. I, I I like I like the heel gimmicks of the lead, but the, the whole the whole stick's just kind of getting repetitive for me. I don't know. They need to do something to change it up a little bit. I think we'll see it after all out. I think you're right. I, I think you're one way right. or the other. I think you're right because there's so much new talent coming in and and then we got that big um, Mountain for Glory pay per view with Impact that's supposedly going to have other other promotions in it and stuff. Uh, so I think maybe they're just trying to get the all out with with the elite storylines, and then then we'll open it up and and go from from there to the you know, Grand Slam, and then on to full gear with some new storylines, and and then hopefully that freshens it up a little bit. Yep. Uh, backstage, we cut to a promo from Moxley, a very angry Moxley who didn't look very angry to me. Uh, says out of all the contracts he sent to New Japan, he got one contract back. He wouldn't lean on to who it was for a while, and I don't think the fans are aware of who this is. I personally am not. Nope, I'm not either. There was no pop, not even the smallest of pops. I think the hardcore, hardcore fans will know, or the older yes. fans, because this guy's a legend, but I wasn't familiar. Satoshi Kojima. 
Yep. If I pronounce that correctly. You know, I was hoping it was going to be uh, Roshi Tanahashi or uh, or Will Ospreay or somebody. And no. Yep. Nope. We get uh, a legend. Yep. Uh, are we making Mox the new legend killer? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I don't see Mox losing this match. Uh, neither do I, especially since it's an unknown name. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, we're joined by no more BS himself, Paul White. Big tall commentary. Paul. Yeah. Uh, and it will be the upcoming match that he'll be commentating for will be the factory versus the gun club. I had no interest in this match. Billy Austin and Colton. Nope. And the result went exactly how I thought it would. The gun club yep. took the victory. Um, not really a whole lot of back and forth either way, really. Each guy got into the ring and uh, QT Marshall called out Paul White, basically. And uh, Billy got the pin. Yeah. Paul stood up from the commentary table and distracted QT. And uh, yep. Colton Gunn got the roll up on QT. Yeah. Colton, not Billy. Sorry. They look mm-hmm. surprisingly identical, <laughs> which is scary. Yeah. Uh, that Billy has anything that looks like him. <laughs> uh, we head backstage to Dan Lambert, who's with uh, the men of the year, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, saying he's not getting through to the fans about this dumpster fire of a company. Realized it's the fans' fault that the company is the way it is because this is what they like. He rips on some of the roster, like Darby and Cassidy. Calls the fans more names. He says the fans don't want to see real men, guys like Sky and Paige, real men who will stand up to the woke masses. I think Lambert does a good job on the mic. He's pretty yeah. smooth. Um, he he made me pop and crack up a few times taking some shots at wrestling fans because because I know really he is a hardcore wrestling fan. So it's funny to see him get into this heel character. I didn't yeah. know that about Scorpio Sky or Ethan Page, their background. And mixed martial arts and karate. I did not either. Even though I did know Ethan Page was the uh, had that karate character and impact, kind of makes sense now. But yeah. thought that was interesting, and uh, yeah, I didn't mind this. Didn't mind this at all. Uh, we get a promo for next week's Dynamite as we see Brian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs with that would be fun. It should be a good match. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans and Matt Hardy. I don't know why. I don't care about that one. FTR making their return with Tully Blanchard as they take on Santana and Ortiz. I'm excited for that one. Hopefully this one goes a little more smooth. Jim Ross doesn't, as they're saying now, an in-ring interview with Chris Jericho. I've got a feeling this is going to end up being pre-taped backstage. Yeah, I think you're right, but uh, I always love when JR does these. I think he does a good job. Yep. And then, of course, Tony Schiavone sits down with MJF. Those two are Who always get classic. the mic ripped away from him, and MJF will be MJF. Yep. On Rampage, we'll see Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Bros in the AEW Tag Title Eliminator Tournament. Yep, got to think this will be the main event, or at least it should be, and should be a fun one, but I got Jurassic Express getting the W. So do I. Uh, we'll see Ty Conte versus the Bunny. Should be another fun one, but I got Ty Conte getting the W. Yep. And Kenny Omega, Brandon Cutler with Don Callis versus Christian Cage. And finally, back in the ring, Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, I think Frankie and Christian get the win, and um, whoever it is is pinning Brandon for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Kenny can't take the loss, but uh, they're going to make Christian and Frankie look strong heading into all out. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to do it. 
Uh, finally, it's time for our main event. Uh, and I was looking at the clock and we were debating if uh, there were going to be any returns or debuts tonight. Neither of which happened, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes and no. I mean, it was it was a squash match. Let's 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 put it that way. We all knew it was going to be Malachi mm-hmm. made quick work of Brock Anderson, and then he then he uh, beat up Arn afterwards, and then Lee Johnson of Nightmare Family comes in and he leaves the ring. So looks like we're still going with Malachi versus the Nightmare Family direction. I was kind of afraid we we're going to get the return of Cody Rhodes. I'm hoping he holds off till about October. I think that would be mm-hmm. really fitting to make his when he does return into a big pop and a big deal. And you can keep this going for a while, but I just thought it was kind of a dud way to finish the show. To be honest, I agree. Um, when Lee Johnson's music hit, I didn't even notice the change. Well, and the commentators didn't pick it up for like five seconds. Yeah, it's like right before the cameras flipped over. Oh, it's Lee Johnson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. But I Why? will say I like Malachi being in the main event. That's two AW yeah. matches since he's made his debut and they're both in the main event where he belongs. I like that. I like the entrance looked really cool. It looked cool in Daly's place too, but this ramp was longer and the entrance was different. The building uh, uh, configuration is different. I thought that was neat. And, um, and I like his roundhouse kicks and everything, um, but yeah, it just didn't do much for me. No, no, this, uh, this match was along the lines of the Hardy family office for me. Yep. Which yep. is sad because I, digging malachi black me too i know they want to show that malachi black's a main event player uh because he didn't get many of those options in the other company brock anderson was not ready for the main event they obviously think a lot i think pretty highly of brock anderson put him in they do they do i agree uh he's got a bright future ahead of him he is arn anderson's kid looks just like arn anderson scary yeah um, but I just, it, it didn't fit. Maybe that was the post-match segment, the Lee Johnson segment. I thought somebody was going to, somebody else was going to come down, you know, Dustin or anybody else from the nightmare family, Fuego del Sol. And, and, and you know, <laughs> Dustin would be a fitting match for Malachi at all out. I kind of like that if they do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there were the nightmare families tens of hundreds of people <laughs> right they could have had anybody come out but lee johnson just didn't seem like the pick for me another guy so, i think they think highly of so. yeah yep so with that being said tanner your rating and your wrestler yeah my rating i i thought this was one of their weaker shows in a while i mean i really enjoyed the punk promo that was my favorite part of the show i also enjoyed the jericho promo and even the Dan, Dan Lambert promo, but uh, a lot of the matches, none of them really stood out to me tonight, unfortunately. Uh, the Lucha Bros and the, and the Blondes might have been my favorite match. Um, I'm going to give this a 5.5. Okay. So I, am, I think that's the lowest rating I've ever given one. So uh, Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one because I'm right there with you. I'm giving this a 5.5. Uh, same reasons there the crew seemed to be off just in general tonight. I mean, you know, uh, we'll be back with the, the, we'll stay with this match in picture in picture. I, I mean, I think, I think we were all set up for a letdown just from the energy and excitement that happened Friday night. But with the card we had tonight, I just expected it to be a little better. And, and we're getting so close to their biggest, their biggest event of the year is next, next Sunday. 
I and feel like that, we didn't get that much more build to it yet. That's my biggest problem with tonight's show. We're a week and a half out, and we don't even have a full card yet. Not yet, and uh, I'm sure that'll happen next week. But next, at least next week, we get three live shows all from Chicago. So it's going to be hot all three. But. Yeah. Because I think it'll be interesting this Friday with Rampage, the first time it's taped. See how mm-hmm. it comes off. Because it's going to be taped more times than not. So Right, right. It's uh, kind of like Dark used to be. Yep. So you get to the show early. You get some matches. Hang out. You get some more matches. But, uh, yeah. I I'm, We'll see what happens. As for my wrestler of the night... Man, I wanted to give it to Malachi, but he got out of the ring when Lee Johnson came in, so I don't want to give it to him. Um, Good go with Jamie Hayter. Okay. She was pretty dominant. All right. I am going Ray Phoenix. I like that. Uh, He's been off our TV as a wrestler for way too long. I'm Mm -hmm. glad to have him back. Uh. Luckily, he didn't try to kill himself by seeing how far he could end up into the fans tonight. Um, That's coming. <laughs> yeah, it'll be Friday night. <laughs> it's probably already happened by this point Yeah, for Rampage. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see it on Rampage. It's probably what he was saving himself for is that match. Oh, I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to do it on Rampage. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. No, but it's still another... I want to say fun show, even though I gave it a 5.5. It's still, still definitely was worth sitting down for two hours and watching, but expected a little more. Hopefully next week's going shows a hot one. Uh, we'll be back with another brand new episode of the kicking out podcast. Then and we'll be doing our all out predictions, which um, all I got to say is Paul, you better enjoy that title till next Sunday. Cause it's, it's not staying around your shoulder very much longer. Yeah, it is. No, it's where it needs to be. It's where it's staying. Nope. It is home on my shoulder. I'm going to study. I'm going to predict. And I'm going to do as Christian Cage says. I'm going to outwork everyone. But in this case, everyone means you. I'm going to get my picks right. I'm going to get my points right. And that belt is coming back on my shoulder. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I've already beat you once. So we'll see if you can can do this or if I end up like MJF and I'm better than you and you know it. I'm going to outwork you. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, don't forget to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media platforms at Kicking Out Pod. You can follow that guy Tanner Lee at, at Tanner Lee92. Go follow me. Much more entertaining. Paul Zartman <laughs> at Paul Zartman921. He's begging uh, wrestlers to give him give him likes on Twitter. He's begging yeah. to give a response. Uh-huh. Or is it that I'm just uh, <laughs> delivering better product than you? No, oh, you are you are begging them to give you a oh, like response. Okay. Ah, see, if I was begging, I'd say, "Oh, come like me, come like my page." Oh, then you just likes. get blocked. You get yourself blocked. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we're not all about that, but no. we are all about this championship. That, like I said, it's staying where it belongs, right here. You can try all you want. You may have gotten the Punk promo almost right. But uh, let's not forget, I've I've called a few more storylines correctly than you hear lately. Just keep keep enjoying that belt while you can. Oh, I'll enjoy it for a long time. Okay, we will see. 
For Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zarbin. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>